chains, though. You got the phone. Pick it up. Call me. How come we don't even talk no more? And you don't even call no more? We don't barely keep in touch at all. And I don't even feel the same love when we hug no more. And I heard it through the grapevine. We even beefing now. After all the years we've been down. Ain't no way, no how. This bullshit can't be true. We family in a damn thing Cough at the cough, man. It is no holds barred. Today's program, we're bringing the heat. We're bringing the fire. On the program today, we've got our NFL rap. Lamar Jackson, Tom Brady, and the Patriots. Playoffs approaching. Which teams are to look out for and what's going to go down? We've got our Premier League rap. Liverpool, Manchester United, Manchester City, Leicester City. Plenty to talk about. And we'll touch on the Champions League. Liverpool go through overnight. 2-0 over Salzburg. And we've got our NBA wrap from the association. The Los Angeles Lakers move to 20-3. Anthony Davis, 50 points. They are crushing the league. We've got the Milwaukee Bucks out east. Giannis is tearing it apart, the MVP of the league. Who's it going to be? There's plenty of action from the sports world. It's all going down on the latest episode. This is No Holds Barred. And we are back. It is the Colf Man in the studio, Jade Colf, No Holds Barred Sports Podcast. Let me just say, what an introduction that was. That was fire. What a beauty. And what a program we have today. Plenty going on in the sports world. Huge shout out to all our listeners out there, No Holds Barred Sports Podcast. And as I said before, an action-packed show. We've got our NBA wrap a little bit later on, LeBron and the Lakers, Giannis and the Bucks. We had also had the Raptors and the Clippers playing today. A lot of eyes on that one. Kawhi Leonard uh, back in Toronto. Uh, we'll, bring you, we'll bring you that. Uh, Premier League, plenty going on with the Premier League. Uh, Liverpool looking absolutely unstoppable. They went through uh, in European competition uh, midweek, 2-0 uh, over Salzburg. But we're going to talk about Liverpool in the Premier League. Manchester United starting to show uh, starting to show some form. And uh, they had a big win over Manchester City. Uh, we'll talk about Manchester City struggles. Uh, we'll talk about Tottenham Hotspur. Um, they, uh, with the transition with Jose Mourinho coming on board uh, in the managerial role. Uh, and we'll talk Leicester City as well. Jamie Vardy lighting up the Premier League. 16 goals on target so far this season. He leads the league. And uh, Leicester City, again, they're in second position. Brendan Rodgers has Leicester City flying. And we've got our NFL Week 14 from the National Football League. We've got Chiefs, Patriots, the Rams and the Seahawks, the 49ers and the Saints in an absolute humdinger. That was a shootout, that one there. And the Ravens and the Bills, Lamar Jackson continues to put up MVP-type numbers. This guy's just about a lock now, you would think, with Russell Wilson and the Seahawks in a 28-12 shock loss. Uh, to the Rams uh, there. So it's all here. No Holds Barred Sports Podcast. We'll have the coalface as well. Uh, we're also going to talk a little bit about Luka Donkic out of Dallas, the 20-year-old 
uh, super sophomore. Uh, this guy is uh, putting up numbers, uh, world, worldly, uh, worldly numbers, is uh, Luka Doncic, and more about that a little bit later on. But we're going to segue into today's show straight off the bat, the National Football League, uh, week 14 over in the States, and the first game, uh, the Patriots and the Chiefs. The Patriots are going down in this one, 23-16. And the Kansas City Chiefs are hanging around, and they are dangerous. And once again, uh, the Patriots losing their second uh, game in a row. Uh, cannot remember the last time that happened. They now move to 10-3. To and three. And we spoke about this uh, on the previous episode. Tom Brady uh, really has nobody to throw the ball to. Uh, outside of Julian Edelman... Uh, Tom Brady has no receivers. He has no one to throw the ball to. Uh, he has no star power uh, in that area there. And the last two weeks, uh, a loss to the Houston Texans, 28-22, and now another tight loss to the Kansas City Chiefs, 23-16. And maybe the cracks are starting to appear. Now, a lot of pundits have written off uh, the Patriots, I refuse to do so. I refuse to write this team off with Bill Belichick uh, and Tom Brady uh, at the head coach and quarterback positions. And uh, you're a silly man if you do write this write this team off. They uh, have shown us time and time again, um, and I would recommend don't be that guy uh, who writes them off because Tom Brady, even though at 42 years of age, uh, has shown over the journey, over his career, that you try and write him off, and he always steps up to the plate. Same with Belichick, uh, Bill Belichick as well. Um, but the Patriots definitely need to to work out what they're going to do with that uh, receiving core because uh, Brady has no weapons at his disposal, and it's brought the Patriots back to the pack, and it puts a lot of pressure on their their defense on the other side of the ball uh, to get things done. And the Chiefs with a big win, 9-4. and four. That's huge uh, with a couple of weeks to go coming into to week 15. That's a big scalp for them, and, and they definitely needed that one. But don't write the Patriots off. I won't be the one to do that. Uh, we've seen it time and time again, as I said. But uh, concerns, uh, definitely, uh, definitely in New England. Um, but uh, it, it will all come down to matchups. Uh, come the playoffs and Brady, uh, he'll be ready to go. He'll be uh, he'll be as dialed in and locked in uh, as ever. Uh, but the Chiefs uh, getting the victory there. Patrick Mahomes, uh, the gunslinger, and Patriots with some work to do. Speaking of uh, speaking of work to do, uh, the Los Angeles Rams have been very very uh, well. They've underachieved so far this year. With their talent, they've been up and down. Uh, they've moved to eight and five on the year with a uh, a stunning 28-12 win over the Seattle Seahawks. And Russell Wilson was very impressive over the Vikings the week before, 37-30 win over the Minnesota Vikings. But the Seahawks uh, dropped this one uh, in, in a bad one, in a stinker. Wilson had no support um, on the ground, and they couldn't stop uh, the the high uh, high octane Rams. Offense uh, from pounding the ball, and the Seahawks moved to ten and three. Probably, you know, talking about this during the week, probably a good loss uh, if there's such a thing uh, for the Seahawks. It keeps them keeps them sharp. They need to regroup uh, with a few games remaining on the schedule. Um, but uh, the probably only bad thing about this loss here, Russell Wilson uh, really uh, cops a hit in the MVP stakes uh, because his uh, his rival there in Baltimore uh, with another victory, three touchdown passes for Lamar Jackson uh, in a 24-17 uh, win for his Ravens over the, the 9-4 and four Bills. So a good quality win there uh, for Lamar Jackson and a bad loss for Russell Wilson. That uh, catapults uh, Lamar, uh, well, it was. I thought it was really neck and neck with these two guys, Russell Wilson and Lamar Jackson for that MVP, but... Uh, now, uh, that catapults uh, Jackson Ford in front of Wilson uh, in the MVP calculation. So, uh, good news if you're a Ravens fan. And um, Wilson with some work to do if he really wants to 
uh, snatch that MVP uh, in this uh, in this NFL season. You'd think if the Ravens win out that uh, Lamar Jackson gets that MVP. And uh, look, the Ravens, I think the Ravens are the number one team in, in all of uh, the National Football League right now. 11-2 and two on the year. Good, solid win over a good Bills team, like a tough Bills outfit. And, and Lamar Jackson, another three touchdown passes. I think uh, they're the best, uh, one of the best balanced teams in the league, both offense and defense, uh, is the Ravens. And they're very, very well coached, as we know. And... I think it's safe to say that they uh, they have jumped into Super Bowl uh, favoritism, and uh, it's, things are looking very very healthy there. Uh, the last game on the uh, on the slate there was uh, the San Francisco 49ers and the New Orleans Saints, and this one was an absolute cracker. It was a shootout, and the 49ers uh, fell over the line 48-46. Jimmy G, Jimmy Garoppolo with four touchdown passes and. And uh, Hall of Fame uh, legend, uh, he'll be an Hall of Fame automatic selection in, in Drew Brees. He threw for five touchdown passes. And the 49ers moved to 11-2, and two, while the Saints are at 10-3. and three. One of these two teams, uh, look, the NFC uh, is absolutely stacked at the top end. Um, some real quality football teams there, uh, without a doubt. And these 49ers and these Saints uh, are definitely one of the two that... Uh, have the potential, no doubt, to to make it through to the Super Bowl. And this one, this game was an absolute all timer, and high scoring, high octane, uh, gunslinging offenses. And look, the 49ers have been down for quite a while, but they said they moved to 11 and two on the year. And uh, Jimmy G with those four touchdown passes. The Saints think they they are still in the mix, no doubt about that. Uh, and they've got Drew Brees at quarterback, and they've got. Tremendous leadership and and a well-balanced, well-coached uh, organization and outfit. Uh, New Orleans uh, are not going anywhere. They will not fall off the radar. They will be there when the whips are cracking uh, in about two or three weeks when the playoffs roll around. But it was an action-packed uh, week 14. And look... A lot of us, uh, a lot of the results there told us that uh, a lot of things. We've been saying it for weeks on the show. The Patriots, uh, they lack uh, the offensive weaponry to uh, really to get the job done, and they've been exposed the last couple of weeks against some, uh, you know, good quality uh, outfits, good quality organizations, good quality teams. You wouldn't think the Chiefs are absolutely elite right now, and the Houston. Texans definitely aren't as well, uh, and the Patriots have pulled up short in both of those contests. Um, you know, the Seahawks, is that the loss they had to have? Look, we're going to put it down uh, as as the loss that really gets them back focused. Um, are they better than uh, what they thought they are? No, I think they are legitimate. Uh, again, well-coached, Russell Wilson uh, in that quarterback role. Uh, I think the Seahawks are, are, are legitimately a Super Bowl contender. And as we said, the Ravens, I think the the number one team in all of football right now, 11-2, and two, they got the most explosive uh, player in the league right now in Lamar Jackson. And they are, uh, they are the team to beat uh, in the NFL season. With week 15 coming up, we'll uh, continue uh, to break the games down. But it really looks like you know, who can win the Super Bowl from here? Look, 49ers, Saints and Ravens, I think they have separated themselves uh, from the rest of the pack and then throw in the Chiefs, Patriots uh, and Seahawks um, from there. Maybe the maybe the Houston Texans, not too sure. Uh, they have uh, 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 an elite quarterback in uh, in Watson, but uh, will that be enough to, to really uh, get them through? I, I don't think it will be. I think... The Super Bowl uh, champion comes from one of those, one of those five teams, um, and uh, if if you don't bring it each and every week, as the Seahawks found out, you will be exposed, especially in the tough National Football League. Up next, we are going to be back. We are talking Premier League football. Yes, the Premier League, the number one league in the world. In all of soccer, Liverpool 
they continue to dominate uh, the Premier League competition. Uh, a couple of wins during the week and a Champions League win as well. We're talking Manchester United, Man City, uh, the Manchester Derby, one of the biggest fixtures in all of English football. We're going to talk a little bit about Tottenham Hotspurs and Leicester City. Jamie Vardy leading the league in goals. Brendan Rodgers is getting the job done there. Leicester City back uh, in the top four. They are second and they look like they are the only team right now after Manchester City's shock loss to Manchester United that can put any kind of pressure on Liverpool, even though it's so early in the season. This is Jade Colf at the Colf Man. We back after the break. You're listening to No Holds Barred. Yes, Lamar Jackson, the Ravens, they look like the team. They look like the team, the best all-round team. Patriots, the Patriots have just got no offense. Brady, he's got no one to throw the ball to. Like, it's ridiculous. I think, I think they pull up short. And this guy Jackson, Lamar Jackson, I think he's going to break Michael Michael Vick's uh, quarterback rushing record, which a lot of people thought would never be broken. So uh, definitely in line for MVP. But uh, Ravens, they look they look like the pick. The big question is, can they close? Can they close the deal? Uh, we're getting into the business end, and uh, things are getting interesting. Jade Kolf at the Kolf Man. You're listening to the No Holds Barred Sports Podcast Premier League action. Speaking of interesting, the Premier League, we're going to bring a little bit more world football to the show, but specifically the Premier League, the number one league in the world. Uh, there's no doubt about that. Uh, we, uh, we, we love it here at No Holds Barred. And Liverpool continue to deliver the goods. Uh, Jurgen Klopp and his men uh, looking absolutely uh, sublime, uh, I believe you could say. And they really look like uh, they are romping to uh, the Premier League title. They took care of uh, Everton 5-2 in uh, the the derby clash there. And uh, Mane... Uh, Sadio Mane was uh, put in an absolute uh, all-timer of a performance. He was uh, he was best of field, just about. And they backed up uh, Liverpool. The Reds backed that up with a three-nil win over uh, uh, Bournemouth. And look, uh, they have been uh, you know leaking a few more goals this season than that than last season. But they are finding a way. They've won four or five possibly more games than that where they were in absolute trouble uh, late in the fixture, late in the contest, and Klopp's men have found a way uh, to to steal victories. It's really as simple as that. And you can look at it a couple of ways. You can look at it, the first way is, well, they're vulnerable, they're at at the back, they've been uh, leaking more goals than what they had last season. Um, so they've been a bit vulnerable. But you can also look at it uh, the other way where it's like they're finding a way. They're finding a way to win. And teams in the past that have won the Premier League title uh, have found a way and have had some luck go their way. Now, call it luck, call it uh, uh, call it perseverance, call it resilience uh, of a champion team. Uh, whichever way you look at it, you know, they are... Uh, Clear on top, Manchester City uh, losing ground and Leicester City have moved into that uh, second position. Can Leicester mount a a, a serious tilt at the title and and put pressure on Liverpool? Look, I I highly doubt it. I think it's it's possibly fool's gold. They they are doing extremely well under Brendan Rodgers. But you'd, you'd tend to think that they're going to come back to the pack a little bit. They're going to have to. They're going to have to win out. They're going to have to play absolutely perfect from here on out to put any kind of pressure on 
on Liverpool. And look, uh, you know, Manchester City, they just lost uh, the, uh, the Manchester derby to Manchester United in, well, you'd have to say it was an upset. Um, Marcus Rashford uh, with two goals. He got absolutely, uh, look, the, the penalty uh, where Rashford went down, uh, commentators and, and, and fans were a little bit dubious on whether that was a penalty or not. Look, bottom line, that was a penalty. He got completely crunched in the box um, when, uh, when he went down and, and he finished and slotted from the area. And Manchester United found a way to get the win there, 2-1 over City. City had all the play, um, you know, creating, uh, creating great chances, but their vulnerability at the back and, and their lack of, uh, lack of confidence uh, in the, at the back uh, are really, uh, really ruining their, their, their title run or their title hopes, I guess you could say. And, and Manchester United, after, uh, look, a lot of inconsistencies and turmoil starting to get a little bit of momentum. Moved up to fifth uh, on the table. Uh, a huge win in that derby, in that contest. They also had a, a, a great win over uh, over Tottenham Hotspurs. Jose Mourinho taking the reins over uh, there just about a fortnight ago. And, uh, you know, United over Tottenham as well. So some good wins from um, and some good signs from Manchester United. Uh, the diehard fans will be happy with that. They have they have not had any kind of consistency or um, or or flow at all in their play. A little bit all over the place. And you go back to the days of um, you know when they were dominant, when they were on their run, and it's things can change so quickly uh, in this competition. Uh, Sir Alex Ferguson, he really had them uh, running like clockwork and. You look at the, the managers that have gone through uh, United since uh, Sir Alex Ferguson uh, moved on and, and um, you know, gave the, uh, gave the position away, basically, gave up uh, his, uh, the manager's role. And, you, you know, look at, uh, you know, Van Gaal came in there, had all kinds of resources and, and, uh, and money to buy players, didn't work out. Uh, Mourinho was the last one. To, to go through there, same kind of thing didn't work out. I'm trying to think who was who was before that. It was uh, I think it was Mays. I think it was was that it, was that his name? He he was the he was the he, he crossed from Everton. Was doing a great job at Everton. He came along um, and uh, it didn't last long at all. Was was uh, was unable to impact. So they've been going through managers there uh, since uh, since Ferguson, and you just can't take for granted these legendary. Um, coaches or, or managers, guys like such as Phil Jackson, you know, in the NBA, you know, Sir Alex Ferguson uh, in uh, in the Premier League. Uh, it's not easy. It's not an easy gig. And when you get guys like that, that not only are, you know, fantastic managers strategy-wise and with, uh, with the moves that they make, but in terms of developing players, you look at... Uh, it was a golden era there for Manchester United. Players such as Beckham, Scholes, you know, Ryan Giggs, they all came through, uh, you know, that United Academy. But you've got to develop the players. It is professional football, but development has got to be uh, on, the, uh, on the agenda uh, each and, and, and every time you set foot on the park. And a, a, a classic example of that is Jurgen Klopp. Right now, Jurgen Klopp. How come every every player that comes to Liverpool, uh, he seems to pick them up. Liverpool seem to pick them up uh, for for good money uh, on the world market, and then all of a sudden, uh, twelve months later, two seasons later, these guys are, are worth twice as much as, as what they paid for him because he's developing the players. They get better. They improve. Uh, they evolve. They grow. They gain in confidence. That's that's not uh, that's not just happening. That's that's development. That's development at a professional level, and Klopp is uh, has shown time and time again uh, he's the best in best in the world at that right now. And you, you kind of look at it. He's having the same effect on Liverpool as what Sir Alex Ferguson had at Manchester United. And you know when you get it uh, when you get a guy like that. Um, you've got to keep them because they uh, they separate themselves 
and Liverpool uh, are separating themselves from the rest of uh, rest of the the clubs in England. The, winning the Champions League last year, winning that European Cup, uh, you know they are uh, they are on track uh, to win the Premier League uh, this season. They are still in the Champions League. They've got uh, another competition coming up. The world. The World Club Challenge, I believe it is. Uh, not too sure really what that's all about, but it's just another fixture there, another trophy that they could possibly win. Development is the key. Development is the key. So Alex Ferguson, he was the master at that. He did that at Manchester United. And uh, Jurgen Klopp uh, is now uh, the number one manager, I would say, in the world at doing that. Players come to Liverpool and they... Well, they just get better. It's really as simple as that. A great example is Philip Coutinho. Coutinho came to Liverpool, uh, had had some outstanding seasons. Leaves, goes to Bar- Barcelona, and you know these guys fall back to the pack. They don't have the same impact. Uh, Klopp puts them in positions to be successful. Very, very similar, uh, similar strategy that Sir Alex Ferguson had. Uh, during the Manchester United days. And look, Liverpool are, are reaping the rewards now. Uh, and it's they're coming into a stage where they're going to win uh, a lot of trophies. The culture is back to where it needs to be. This is all about c- culture, folks. It's all about culture. I speak about that all the time. And Manchester United had the best culture when Sir Alex Ferguson uh was was running the club. Um, now Liverpool seem to have uh, uh, really reignited uh, their successful culture. It's a place you want to be around, and uh, everybody gets along. Uh, there are no uh, there are no egos, and Manchester United. Uh, well, they've just had some egos, like in that club. Uh, the culture is not what it used to be. Uh, Solskjaer seriously has his work cut out. They are making inroads uh, there at Old Trafford. But um, look, they're still floundering around in that, you know, fifth to tenth area on the on the Premier League table and they still have a lot of work to do. And uh, but winning winning that derby over Manchester City certainly puts them uh, pushes them in the right direction. That's uh, that's great. That takes a little bit of the, the pain away from this season for the Manchester United fans. But it's all about Liverpool at this stage and uh, Mo Salah, uh, Sadio Mane, Firmino, he is, uh, he's the link man. He's been, uh, been amazing. Fabinho, the Fabinho injury, um, that will hurt, but um, they've been able to plug some holes. Liverpool uh, well ahead on the Premier League table, and it looks like uh, they are going to take a world of beating really arguably just about the best uh, club in the world uh, in Uh, so far this year. Up next, we're going to move on to our NBA segment and we also have the coalface coming up as well. Yes, the coalface. We are talking the New York Knicks of the NBA. Up next, we're talking Lakers, Clippers, Bucks, our NBA segment and the coalface coming up, the New York Knicks. Where do we start with that? Uh, Absolutely diabolical. situation there. The Knicks, they fire another coach. Can you believe it? Fisdale has received his marching orders and look, the whole organisation, it's really a joke. We're going to talk more about that after the break. This is Jade Colf at the Colf Man. This is No Holds Barred. Yes, Jurgen Klopp, he has turned that thing around. Liverpool, looking to be back on top in Premier League champions this year. They're on the right track. You, don't you think it's similar to Fergie, Sir Alex Ferguson? I think it's, I think it's the same thing. I think there are massive, massive similarities. 
and Manchester United have got some work to do. But Liverpool, they are flowing. Happy days in Anfield. Right, next segment. It is time for the coalface. Yes, it is the coalface. Fans love this segment here. And this week in the firing line on the coalface, we are talking NBA basketball and the New York Knicks. Yes, the New York Knicks out of Madison Square Garden. This team is an absolute shambles. To say the least, they have fired another coach. David Fisdale got his marching orders early last week. And uh, the New York Knicks are really the poster franchise for absolute chaos. Call it mediocrity. Call it average. Call it below average. Call it what you want. Call it dumpster fire. I like to use that one, dumpster fire. They are an absolute dumpster fire. They missed out on the free agent shopping spree, I guess you could say, in the offseason. There was all kinds of talk about Kevin Durant coming to Madison Square Garden, Kyrie Irving, every single top free agent that was on the market. It was uh, rumoured or reported that... uh, They were heading to Madison Square Garden. Well, Kyrie and Durant both went to Brooklyn, uh, the other NBA franchise in the New York uh, tri-state area. And the Knicks completely bombed in the free agent sweepstakes, and they are completely bombing this NBA season. And owner Mark Dolan has got to go down as one of the most average owners in all of professional sports. This guy has been uh, the owner and sitting at the head of the table of this franchise for the good part of the last 20 years, and they have been absolutely ordinary uh, over that time span. And David Fisdale, who was an assistant coach at the Miami Heat uh, for quite a while there, uh, he got an up-close look at... Uh, LeBron James uh, when he was there in Miami um, he's a good dude too good assistant good uh, you know good hard-nosed coach but this job this New York Knicks job who would want it uh, who would want the job uh, the New York Knicks uh, are still the most expensive franchise in all of sports I believe and it's all just due to the real estate it's all just due to to, to New York City and um, and Manhattan and, and Madison Square Garden. Uh, I believe they uh, lead the pack, followed by, I think, the Dallas Cowboys, uh, the New York Knicks, Los Angeles Lakers are up there as well. And the, and the Lakers brand and the Lakers uh, values are going to be going through the roof here with uh, LeBron James in the second year of a four-year deal uh, with the Lakers and Anthony Davis coming on board. The Lakers flying at around about... 21 and 3 on the season. More about that uh, as we round out the show. But it's all about the Knicks. And Fizdale got his marching orders. And this was a job that uh, this was doomed from the start. This this has lasted 20 games. Uh, Mark Dolan has got to be the worst owner in all of professional sports um, with what he's doing, what he hasn't been able to do with this franchise. Steve Mills, the the Knicks president, uh, he's copping... Plenty of heat as well. Uh, And, uh, you know, Dolan being the owner, he just hasn't been able to uh, put the right people in place. You've got to have the right people in the the right places of your franchise. And we talk about culture. We spoke about culture and, and Liverpool in our Premier League segment. And that's a perfect example. Uh, if you you got to have the right people in the right places, so there's um, so there's harmony and and everybody's on the same page, uh, everybody's pulling towards the same mission, the same purpose. Uh, but the Knicks are an absolute dumpster fire. Mark Dolan cannot get it right. Steve Mills, the president, I think he's on borrowed time as well. Uh, and it's just a place there at Madison Square Garden where athletes don't want to be. It's just uh, it, it's ruthless there in New York City as well. Uh, in, in the Manhattan area, the New York media, uh, absolutely ruthless. Athletes don't like really like playing there because they're uh, 
you know, because of the bright lights there, they are scrutinized um, there more than ever, especially in New York on the East Coast. Now, the Los Angeles Lakers are probably the equivalent out there on the West Coast, but things are a little bit more laid back out there, a little bit more of a, a Californian vibe out there. The, the media is uh, not as ruthless, and uh, the Lakers uh, have, had it, have got it figured out. Um, where the Knicks, um, athletes are, are just not wanting to go there and, and to, 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 be, uh, to be in that environment. And, and it's a massive problem. And, um, you know, Fisdale coming in to take this job uh, was really doomed from the start. Once they received, they, they weren't able to pick up any free agents whatsoever that uh, can, can push the needle in the direction of winning. But let me just... Let me just, uh, you know, I've got the list here. I've got the the New York Knicks roster, NBA roster for the 2019-2020 season. Listen to some of these names here. Julius Randle, okay, solid player. Um, doesn't push the needle, though. He played at the Los Angeles Lakers. Um, you know, was a high draft pick, played at the University of Kentucky. Julius Randle, just a good, solid NBA player. Uh, Marcus Morris, RJ Barrett, rookie uh, out of out of Duke University. Mitchell Robinson, Frank Nitikalina, Bobby Portis, Kevin Knox, Wayne Ellington, Taj Gibson. Let me say that again. Julius Randall, Marcus Morris, RJ Barrett, Mitchell Robinson, Frank Nitikalina, Bobby Portis, Kevin Knox, Wayne Ellington, and Taj Gibson. Who, out of that list and on that roster that I just read out, jumps off the page as, as an impact player? Yep, you guessed it. Not one. Not one of those players on that roster right there are an impact player or a borderline all-star in the NBA. Julius Randle has showed, uh, has showed glimpses. And RJ Barrett, really too early to tell in the game of, of, of how he's going to be. He's, you know, he's going to be probably a mid, uh, you know, probably upwards of a 25-point game scorer at, at some stage there. But Frank Nidakalina, uh, he was a high draft pick a couple of years ago, uh, taking, uh, you know, a long time to develop. And that's the other thing too. We spoke about developing players in our Premier League segment. You know, uh, Sir Alex Ferguson was the master at it, Jurgen Klopp. Um, you know, has taken that uh, has taken that to a whole new level with Liverpool, and that's what breeds success. Uh, developing players, even at the professional level, and players that have gone to the Knicks have gotten worse. They've gotten worse. You don't lose your skills. How do you how do you get worse? Uh, it's all to do with the environment and the negativity and the the brutal landscape that is the the New York media. And um, you know, players can't wait to get out get out of there. The the pressure is intense. Uh, they've got no help there at all with any of those players at all. Most of those majority of those players there are really role players. And how do you expect to win ball games in a league that where you've got you now LeBron James, Anthony Davis. You've got um, players such as Russell Westbrook, James Harden. You know, a lot of these marquee teams have got two superstars on their roster. And the New York Knicks haven't got anybody on there that's an impact player. So David Fisdale was doomed from the start uh, and um, really should never have taken the job. He was dead man walking as soon as he, as soon as he walked in there. But, you know, the New York Knicks, they, uh, they, they will be lucky to win... Uh, 20 games this year. I see them winning maybe 16, 17 games, and that is um, absolutely embarrassing for a franchise that uh, really has been down for a long time, and there really doesn't look like there's any light at the end of the end of the tunnel. Uh, you know, Mark Dolan really just holding onto the team uh, because it's uh, it's a license to print money. Even though it's unbelievable, they still get sellout games there at Madison Square Garden, and the the team is absolutely uh, pitiful. They stink, and Fisdale got moved on. He'll get a job somewhere else. Fisdale probably in the media, uh, if coaching's still his passion, uh, he'll get on somewhere else. Um, but Steve Mills, I think he'll be the next man to go, and they need a real clean out there at Madison Square Garden because the New York Knicks. Uh, or the New York Knickerbockers, as they used to be known, are absolutely, diabolically 
embarrassing. This is no holds barred. Laughable. Laughable. It's the only word to describe that franchise. Still selling out games. Still selling out. The fans need to stop showing up. That might get ownership to start making the right moves. Because the NBA would... Thrive with a New York Knicks team that was a competitive team that made the playoffs, but they are a long way off it, and I don't really see much light uh, over the next two, three, four years unless they can get one of those huge marquee players, and they just haven't been able to do it. It's it's too hot there, and that franchise is on the nose, and that's going to take us into our NBA. Breakdown our NBA segment and plenty of action going on around the association over there in stateside and look the Battle of LA the Lakers have the best record in the West and the best record in the NBA and they have been super super impressive continue to get the job done the LeBron James Anthony Davis one two punch I think it's been underestimated it really has. Uh, really thought the Lakers would be good, but but this good, um, they are looking uh, incredibly good, and uh, their uh, their rivals, the Clippers out there, they're uh, you know about four games back in the West. They're in second position behind the Lakers, and you know Kawhi Leonard uh, with a little bit of load management going on early parts of the season, not playing back to back games. Paul George. Uh, being uh, getting familiar with his teammates, the Clippers, uh, you know, going well, but uh, it is the Lakers who are absolutely red hot. The Clippers, uh, with a 112-92 win over the Toronto Raptors, Kawhi back in town to receive his championship ring. He chipped in with 23 points in a little bit of a, uh, I guess it was a kind of a, a dull affair between. The Clippers and the Raptors. The Raptors have been one of the best teams out east, uh, which has been a little bit of a surprise too with Leonard coming across to the Clippers. But um, it's been the Lakers that uh, are setting the league alight. They they travelled on the road. They're on this massive, massive uh, away stand now. They took care of business uh, against the Denver Nuggets who at the time were, were second in the west and the Lakers led wire to wire. They, they won 105 uh, to 96, and the Anthony Davis defense, he he basically shut down big uh, the big man in the middle for the Nuggets, big Jokic, the Joker, and the Lakers are second in points in the paint in the league, and it's that triple threat combo of Dwight Howard, Anthony Davis, and big JaVale McGee. They've got tremendous length and tremendous size, shot blocking, and they are dominating the paint in a lot of these games, and you know, really tough to win uh, against a tough Denver Nuggets outfit, and the Lakers did it comfortably. And then the next night, go to Utah uh, in a back-to-back scenario, and they completely dismantle uh, the Utah Jazz as well. The toughest trip in basketball right now is that Denver Nuggets and Utah uh, Utah trip uh, at altitude. And uh, the Lakers took care of business uh, with no qualms whatsoever. They didn't seem bothered at all. And then they went on and crushed Portland uh, in uh, a one-sided affair as well. Anthony Davis, 39 points. Uh, and the Lakers are basically shutting down teams with ease. They are flicking the switch defensively whenever they choose to. Uh, some of their starts haven't been that great. Uh, They've uh, been getting off to some slow starts, uh, but the chemistry is flowing, no doubt about that. Uh, everything revolving around LeBron James and Anthony Davis and the other other players chipping in where, where need be. They're starting to shoot the ball a lot better from long range. And uh, with Avery Bradley coming in off the uh, injured list as well, uh, he's going to tighten the screws on the perimeter in terms of that defense as well. So uh, the Lakers are really, really uh, putting the foot down. 
and they they are looking uh, they're looking noted about it, looking like uh, they are uh, NBA favourites to to take out the championship early days. Thus far, as we know, a quarter of the way into the season, about 24, 25 games in, but uh, they are ticking all the boxes so far, uh, and they had a, a hard-fought win yesterday on the road again against a tough Miami Heat outfit who were yet to lose a game at home uh, in Miami, which has been a bit of a surprise as well. So the Miami Heat uh, undefeated at home until yesterday where the Lakers rolled into town, uh, LeBron's old stomping ground, and uh, took another road win there, which I think is uh, something like 12 or 13 road wins in a row. Uh, for the Lakers, and uh, it has been uh, super, super in- impressive stuff. They are on the road again today against uh, a struggling Atlanta Hawks outfit, so could really expect another win in the uh, in the W column uh, once again, and uh, it's it's all Lakers at this stage. Uh, a crunch game there uh, earlier on the week was the Milwaukee Bucks and the, and the uh, Los Angeles Clippers, and the Bucks... Crushed the Clippers 119 to 91. Giannis had 27 points and 11 rebounds in the Bucks. He has the Bucks sitting at 20 and 3 on the year as well. They've won something like 18 games straight. And, uh, you know, they're the team out east, that's for sure. The Philadelphia 76ers are chipping away a little bit like the Clippers are uh, out west. They're in second uh, with about seven losses, but the Bucks seem uh, a standout out east. And we're really looking forward to that uh, that Lakers versus Bucks clash whenever uh, whenever that one rolls around. Have LeBron James and uh, Giannis head to head with the NBA's uh, best record on the line. Uh, it will be uh, really really exciting stuff. And the Bucks, look, uh, mad respect, mad love for the Bucks. They are uh, you know, Giannis in the MVP race. Uh, with LeBron James, one would think. It's it's definitely out of those two guys. Both t- those teams have the best record in the NBA, in the association, and those two are standouts. Both are uh, you know, handling the ball, passing, rebounding, doing everything. Giannis really backing up his MVP season. Uh, he's, been, uh, he, he's been amazing, but uh, very hard not to take notice of what's going on out west in, in Hollywood with... Uh, the LeBron James and Anthony Davis one-two punch, and uh, it's the it's the Lakers that are dominating uh, all the headlines uh, once again. Uh, a little bit uh, a little bit of news on the injury front too. Uh, super sophomore uh, Luka Doncic of the Dallas Mavericks is going to be out a couple of weeks with a uh, a bit of an ankle injury. Uh, the twenty-year-old has been nothing short of a revelation this year. He uh, averaging about 30 points a game, 10 rebounds and 8 or 9 assists. It's remarkable what he's doing as a 20-year-old. And But it's not like that, though. It's the way this youngster goes about it, the way he gets his, uh, gets his numbers. He's not big on speed. He's not uh, overly quick. He can shoot the lights out, but he's not really a dynamic athlete. But his fundamentals are absolutely textbook. And he, uh, he is an assassin. It's really, uh, you know interesting to see if he can keep up this pace because what he's doing uh, for the Dallas Mavericks, they really lack a, a second option there. Porzingis coming back from that serious uh, leg injury that he had there in New York before they moved him on. And uh, it's Luka Doncic uh, with the, the lone hand out in Dallas. And, and what a lone hand it's been. It has been uh, incredible to watch. And that game where uh, LeBron James and Luca went toe to toe. was was great. Uh, it was about six or seven games in. Lakers getting going into Dallas and getting the win there. Um, and uh, but so Luca Doncic, he'll be back. Uh, I said they'll miss him uh, for for a couple of weeks. And uh, we will uh, we'll keep you posted on that here in the studio. That's a huge loss for the Dallas Mavericks. Not too sure how they're going to uh, get their points or. Uh, keep the chemistry flowing there without that man uh, out there on the floor. But he's uh, he's been remarkable. He was in the MVP race uh, there about a week ago. That uh, that two weeks, the two week injury there is going to um, definitely uh, put a dampener in his uh, his hopes of 
possibly securing that. It looks like it's LeBron James and uh, Giannis, the Greek freak out east, uh, who are clear-cut in the race for the MVP, and both their squads in the race for the NBA's best record. We'll be back after this break to wrap up the show. This is Jade Colf at The Colf Man. We'll speak to you here soon. Yeah, Luka Donkic. Can you believe what this young guy's doing? I mean, he showed glimpses there last season, but what he's done through the first quarter of the season before this injury is just... uh, I didn't see it coming, that's for sure. What a jump in production. Uh, It's exciting for Dallas. But how about those Lakers? Who's going to stop LeBron and Anthony Davis? Geez, thought that would be good, but I'm not too sure uh, people uh, thought they'd be this this good, this this early. That's why you go and get a player like Davis. He's a a generational talent, but... uh, Wow, yeah, they look. Uh, they are looking sublime. Well, what a show! Brilliant, uh, brilliant action all uh, all round. Okay, NFL, Premier League, NBA, the Association. There's plenty, plenty going on. Some uh, some results overnight uh, from the Premier League. When I bring you that on the next episode, we had. Manchester United were in action, Tottenham were in action in the Man City and Arsenal match as well. Uh, we'll also talk Liverpool uh, on the next show as well. So all the big heavy hitters, all the big brands uh, are in action and there's a lot of movement going on. We're coming into Champions League uh, action as well uh, in the uh, the knockout stage. So plenty happening in the world of football. We'll bring you uh, NFL uh, week 15 results, some big games there, counting down to the playoffs, and we also we're going to bring you all the action from the association, all the action uh, from the NBA uh, stateside. This is Jade Colf at the Colf Man. It's been fantastic bringing you the latest episode. Uh, we hope you enjoyed it. Stay safe throughout uh, the holiday period uh, leading up to Christmas. We'll be back. Uh, on the next episode in a, a couple of days' time. Uh, this is Jade Colf at The Colf Man. We will see you guys then. So watch your hands, though. You got phone. Pick it up. Call me. How come we don't even talk no more? And you don't even call no more? We don't barely keep in touch at all. And I don't even feel the same love when we hug no more And I heard it through the grapevine, we even beefing now After all the years we've been down, ain't no way no how This bullshit can't be true, we family, and a damn thing changed Unless it's so young, so full of life and vibrant Side by side, wherever you was riding, I went So close, almost on some Bonnie and Clyde shit When Ronnie died, you was right by my side With a shoulder to cry on and tissue to wipe my eyes in a bubble